0: Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As you've heard me say over the last few weeks, I've really enjoyed being emotionally invested in Bulls basketball. I've enjoyed looking forward to, hey, this is what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to watch some Bulls basketball. I'm going to Get some chicken nachos or make some chicken nachos. And I'm just going to hang out and watch the game from start to finish. I enjoy almost all the elements of the broadcast. I get to see my guy Jason Goff shine. I get to see Adam Amin do great things as the play-by-play guy for this team. And I've enjoyed watching the games themselves. In particular, you're kind of watching for the growth. You're trying to see what are we getting from Patrick Williams is Kobe white turning into the player, the scorer that people thought he could be like, what are the the things that are keeping the bulls from getting to that next level of, of their play with them being a team that isn't just fighting for a playoff spot, but is fighting to stay in the top seven or top six for now. Right. To, I, I, by the way, I really hope that the NBA keeps this. I know that it was one of those things that you put in because of what happened with COVID and you were going into the bubble and the season didn't finish. And so you, you maybe didn't have a real good sense of who the playoff teams were. But I do think that it's a good idea. It's a, it's a, it's a way for the NBA to get a level of the NCAA tournament feel to it. It's a way for them to create some heat around the teams that are not necessarily in the playoffs. And I hope that they keep it. I hope that even if we get back to an 82-game season, I like the idea of 7-10 to 10 having to... To bust their butt to get in, you create moments. They created moments last year with this. I think it's a good idea, and I guess you know it's the equivalent of like wild card. But I, I think when you have teams like playing against each other and knowing what's on the line, it can make for some some good drama in the NBA. That's not what I wanted to spend my time talking about on the podcast today. What I wanted to talk about today is how maddening. Larry Markkinen is. Yesterday, I'm sitting here reading pieces by Darnell Mayberry. I'm reading my guy, Joe Cowley, and they're writing about Markkinen, who this season has had a really strong season. If you look at his numbers overall, he's been terrific. 20 points a game, six rebounds a game for him. He had gone on a really good stretch, and then the the game that they played Monday against the Knicks, he scored 30 points in that game and played with the ferocity that you were hoping to see him play with. The maddening part about Laurie Markkinen is, all right, I'm invested. I'm a a Bulls fan that's going to watch this game because I saw – Larry Markkinen put forth the type of effort that I've been dying for him to put forth. I saw Larry Markkinen do the thing that that you wanted to see him do since he was drafted by the Bulls. Play aggressive. Go to the bucket. Not be afraid. Rise to a challenge of physical players on the other team. So you tune in on Wednesday night, and what do you get? You get nine points and four rebounds in 35 minutes. That's just, it's not, at this point in his career, games like this are not acceptable. Games where he only takes eight shots. And I know that the Bulls yesterday, yesterday did not shoot well as a team. Like that was problematic for them they turned it on in the fourth quarter but they were six of 36 from behind the arc marketing only took four shots and then he is like I'm done with this and he didn't make any of them it's the same philosophy that I have with Kobe White Kobe White needs to dominate one of the categories that he plays in If we're talking about points, assists, rebounds, he's a really good guard rebounding. If he's going to have a night when he doesn't score, then those other two categories have to be a bit filled up. Last night, it was fine. It was like a balanced night for Kobe, even though he didn't shoot well. 13 points, six assists, three rebounds. Not completely acceptable, but at least kind of a baseline. Of what you're going to get. Markinen didn't give you any of that yesterday. To go along with the nine points. He only had four rebounds. And he had no assists. No steals. No steals. No blocks. He cannot be a player who doesn't score. And then doesn't contribute in other ways. Nine points. Not good enough like you're you're a a double digit scorer every night. And then when you start talking about defending the rim, the Bulls did a terrible job of defending the rim. Early on in the game, it got better like I said in the fourth quarter. But along with defending the rim, so so they they did a bad job defending the rim early. And then did a bad job of defending the arc late where the Knicks end up shooting 50% from behind the arc in the game. Julius Randle was like, who wants it? Mitchell Robinson was like, who wants it? Randle with 27 points and six boards in the game. Robinson with nine points and 11 rebounds in the game. That's the problem. Like, I should be able to count on, I should be able as a Bulls fan to turn on a Bulls game and see Markkanen give you some sort of significant contribution. It has to be every night. And I, everyone around the Bulls has been talking about Lowry playing better and he has been. And I don't I don't want to I don't want to act as if we're not seeing the a better version of him overall. We are. But come on, man. Like that's the type of game where it felt like the Bulls thought that it was just an open gym run and they were going to be able to figure it out at some point and shoot their way back in, and they did. They they made it a game. They made it competitive. Like I was laying down watching it and I sat up over the last six minutes of the game. But he has to be a player where – I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I thought Zach Levine did some bizarre things at the end of the game. But even with that, and he didn't shoot shoot well at all from behind the arc in the game. A lot of donuts for the Bulls from three-point land in that game. But even on a night when he's not shooting the three well, you got 24 points out of him. You got seven assists out of him. You got five rebounds out of him. And I know that the ball is primarily in his hands. With this offense that he gets a lot of touches but marketing's got to figure out ways to be a bigger contributor when he's not scoring i'll even take all right man you don't you you can't score tonight double-digit rebounds make sure that you are present in the paint because that's what the knicks were trying to do early they were just like we will drive to the lane The Olay defense that we were seeing from the Bulls on the perimeter was upsetting. It was really upsetting. But I just need more. I need more from him. If this thing is going to work, and maybe the Bulls have decided that it's not going to work with Lowry and that's why they didn't offer him a long-term deal, but if they have any hope of it working with Markkanen, They've got to figure out a way to engage him that the games like this need to really be an anomaly. Because there's too many times, and maybe it's confirmation bias on, on my part, but it seems like there are too many times when you're excited about what the Bulls are doing and you're waiting for a big opportunity for marketing, and then you get nine points, four rebounds, three of eight shooting, zero for four behind the arc not good enough for a player that's at this point in his career. We're not talking about a guy that's still trying to find his way. We're talking about a player who's been in the league for four years now. Nights like that when you're as talented as he is are not good enough. And until we see a, a form of consistency from him, it's hard to project the bulls out doing anything more than than being an also ran like i want to see him succeed like you look at the raw materials and you go there's a player in there like i really want to see him succeed but his effort has to match other guys on the team you got to match it you got to figure out a way to be disruptive defensively if you aren't getting it done offensively if you're not scoring you got to rebound if you're not rebounding you got to assist if you're not assisting you got to protect the rim and it was just one of those games where you're so frustrated cuz then you see Thad Young come off the bench and give you 19 it shouldn't be as hard for Lowry to contribute Daniel Gafford had six rebounds in almost half the amount of time that marketing played. So, more rebounds with less minutes. Can't have that. We'll see what happens in the next game and as the season progresses. But it is, it is completely maddening to watch him some nights And and it's so frustrating because you can see where there's talent. It's just it needs to be in front of us more often. Thanks for listening.